Hey there, family. Welcome to another episode of Rise Up With Jazz, the podcast for the healing woman. But as you know, already season two is all about. I'm excited today about our interview because we haven't gotten to talk about one of the most important things that we deal with in this life here on earth. One of the most important things we deal with is money. Uh, We want it. (laughs) We need it. We make it. We lose it. We save it, we grow it, we blow it. And uh, especially for the Black community, money is a topic that's kind of been taboo. You know, one of those things that didn't get spoken about at every dinner table. And so my guest today, Mr. Brandon Johnson, is a financial coach, uh, and he is helping folks to get their money right. And you know what? A part of healing is also about getting your money right. I actually want to jump. I just want to I want to share one of Brandon's quotes that kind of hit me uh, when I was on his Instagram page. It said he says, "Kill everything in your in your way, including your own fears." I'm going to repeat repeat that. Kill everything in your way, including your own fears. A lot of times we are the thing that is in our own way. Mr. Brandon Johnson has been featured in Black and Magazine. Shout out to Black Air Magazine. Brandon, mm-hmm. welcome to Rise Up With Jazz podcast. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Thank <laughs> you for being here. I'm excited about this talk for myself. I'm a little bit selfish with this one. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because it's such an important topic. And especially now during this pandemic, you know, as you know, people are not only, you know, you got folks losing jobs, but then you mm-hmm. also have folks starting businesses and folks thriving in the midst of a pandemic. And so money is an important topic to bring to mm-hmm. the table and to talk about transparently. Let's talk about your money journey. Uh, what, yeah. what, what brought you to financial coaching? Hmm. Uh, you know, this pandemic, you make a good point. Um, a lot of people uh, are realizing that if they didn't have their financial life in order, now is the time to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. I, in 2008, uh, was the last, well, there's a the last big financial hit that kind of is what's going on now. Everything's, you know, tanked, houses lost value. And I happened to also lose my job at this time. I was living up in Los Angeles. I, I was working at the Apple store and I lost my job. And up until then, I was pretty, I had no real financial education or knowledge and I was spending like crazy. I would get my check. I worked on Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica and I would get my check. I would go next door to the Armani Exchange store, give me a new shirt. I would go to the Tim's, the Timberland uh, uh, store and get new Tim's. I even put a TV in my Saturn. I was doing all the things that young people do, wasting money. And mm-hmm. then I lose my job and a domino effect happens because in 2008, like now, nobody was hiring. I mean, here I am, college educated. I couldn't get an interview at McDonald's at the Gap. No one would, would hire me. So eventually I couldn't afford my apartment. So I was out of there. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, well, I guess I'll spend some nights in my car. Now this car I had just bought, because I had to have the newest car um, with the heated seats and everything. So now I'm sleeping in this did. car. Of course, right? It was your home. It became your home. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, 500, $500 a month. No problem. Throw in the gap mm-hmm. insurance. No big deal. I'm making uh, $19 an hour. I'm gravy. Go ahead. And so um, I'm sleeping in that. And then one day, uh, and, and other relatives, I wasn't living in my car, but it was between there and relatives and a girlfriend and didn't really have a stable living situation. 
-hmm. then I get a call from the repo people saying, hey, we know where your car is. We're coming to get that because you haven't made a payment on it in three, four months. And life just kind of spiraled. And I remember I went to church and uh, it was praise and worship. And I started crying because I, I remember asking God, I said, I know you have more for, the, for me than this. This can't be it. This can't be all it is. I mean, it was so bad, Jasmine. All my bills were in collections. My student loans were in default. My, my checking accounts were in the negatives. My credit score was in the mid 500s. And I was like, this, I'm too smart for this. And you've, mm-hmm. you've, I, you know, so I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I eventually moved back to San Diego and I called my grandmother and said, hey grandma, um, can I live with you? I gotta, I gotta figure life out. And she of course said, come on baby. And mm-hmm. I'm there. This is even how I ended up back in San Diego. It's in 2010 still in that same situation, living on my grandmother's house. And I said, I got to figure this out. Um, and I finally got a job, right? And it, it was downtown. It paid me $11.75 an hour. And I got focused. I said, okay, well, if there's 24 hours in a day, how much do I need to sleep? Well, then I still have time to work after and I can cram in the weekends. And before you know it, um, I had caught up on all my debt. I had paid off the repo, saved up in about three years, about 40 grand, uh, brought my credit score up and all these things, but it was because mm-hmm. I got obsessed about, honestly, poverty feels like prison. And I was obsessed with the mm-hmm. idea of, of being free. Poverty is a form of prison. It's, it's like we build these bars to our own prison through the debt we accumulate. Uh, oh, I needed this car. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but now that's, now that's that many more years you have to work just to give the money away to pay back a car. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. you, 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 you've, you know what I'm saying? You chain yourself to hours that you have to work to pay off something else. And we've done that with debt so much that, you know, and so um, I just realized I really wanted to get free. And so I picked up a Dave Ramsey book and a Susie Orman book. And then I got more into books like The Millionaire Next Door and got obsessed. And that's what sparked it. I said, oh, this, this, this money thing isn't really, um, it's not easy, but it's very simple. And let me ask you this yeah. in your in, in your discovery of this because I you know Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman and and I've seen these people and I've seen um you know they're experts in finance and you yeah. became obsessed about correcting your situation. Yeah. And did you find in this in this process that was it really about the money or was it more so a mindset that you had to change? Absolutely. Going back to what I said, I have very little interest in money as it is. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I what I wanted was freedom, and I wanted options, and um, and I wanted to travel, and I wanted to be able to you know uh, buy a home one day, and I wanted to live for myself more than just to live to work and then enjoy my my weekends until I turned 65. And I knew that, right. and I wanted, I wanted my version of freedom. And as a coach, this is what I talked to people about in our first conversations. I said, I don't need you to tell me my dream or the dream you saw on Instagram, get a cup of coffee, get your significant other, your kids, spend some time with God. What is your why, your reason, right? Because when you're a kid and you wake up and it's your birthday, your heart's on fire, right? Or it's Christmas morning, you get up excited because this is Christmas. And, and we, then somehow get jobs and we begin a life and we wake up miserable to, to do what we have to do every day. And we've called that a good life. 
um, just because it pays us a check. And that's not really it. Um, so I had to attach myself and marry myself to a mission that was bigger than a high paycheck. Mm-hmm. And when I, and when I defined what that dream was for me, uh, mm-hmm. the money, the money stuff actually was pretty easy. Go mm-hmm. ahead. No, no, I was going to say, how, how did you define the dream? Because I, I, like, you're right. I think we, we have these definitions in our mind of what a perfect life looks like, but a lot of times those definitions aren't even our own. Exactly. They are. You got to realize our money habits, our behaviors, and everything we're told to like has been conditioned into us our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our money habits and behaviors come from our parents or what we see growing up. And then we see uh, people driving a Lamborghini. And so we're trying to connect how we're raised to how do I get this and the two houses and the boat and all that. And mm-hmm. there's no connect there. And we don't even really want that. It's, mm. it, it's like, do you, I mean, some people do, but if you really dig deep, it's like, do we really need a big house or do we just want somewhere to call home? That do, we re- do we really need six, seven figures or do we just really want security and to know that we can go mm-hmm. to the doctor if we need to and feed ourselves and travel at whim? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I realized that it's not how much money you make, it's how much you have left over at the mm-hmm. end of a month, my whole perspective shifted because I, I haven't found a job yet that I actually enjoy that involves working for anybody else. I've done millions of them. I just haven't found one that I'm in love with. You're but preaching to in- the choir. Sorry, I just have it. And I really it's look, I look though. on Craigslist. I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I I've been there it. too. I didn't I've know been what there to too. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I dug deep, I dug deep. And, it, and it, it, it started with, I really want to travel. And I finally booked my, I had never been outside the country aside from Mexico before 2012. And then now I've been to, you know, 16, 17 countries. But the first was Peru. And that was still while I'm working at the job, making 1175. I spent wow. 11 de- days in Peru and that, opened, so to answer your question, me developing what my freedom looked like was a, a layered approach that's still taking 10 years. I just keep adding to it. So mm-hmm. first it was, I wanted to travel. Now it's, I want my kids to be able to travel. Now it's, mm-hmm. I want my grandkids to not have to ask anybody for a job. Now it's, I want my, my queen to say, look, baby, we want to do this this weekend. No problem. My daughter says, Hey, I want to see the pyramids. Let's go this weekend and we don't have to save up six years. And one day, if maybe, you know, my retirement, you know, and, I, and so I just wanted something different. And, I, um, and for me, that lit me on fire. I love it. It's really about customizing yes. your journey to what lines up with your true desires. And yes. like you said, you know, folks, do you really want the big house? Do you really want the boat? Or do you want what you believe it represents? represents when I see someone on a boat having fun living their life and we know these are just pictures on Mm -hmm. you know in magazines on social media these are all manufactured ads Mm -hmm. or edited ads but we're looking at these things and we're desiring these things but what really is it about that are you desiring the happiness yes the the freedom that the feeling of being able to be out and about with no restriction. So like you said, when you start asking yourself those layers of questions is is how you can, the individual can really get to the trueness of what they desire. Because Mm -hmm. if you get to what you truly desire, then you can truly be happy. That's why you see so many people that have things, but they're Mm -hmm. not happy. Miserable. They're getting the things that they think they're supposed to have so that people like them or so that people want to be like, whatever it is, it's all kind of like external. 
Mm-hmm. And so this this money journey um, is really internal. And I, I even find myself looking at the things that I spend my time doing. And yeah. it's like, what's really, what do I really want? And it's a lot of the similar things that you said, freedom, mm-hmm. options, travel, um, thinking about my children. And, and I think too, we think a job is like the only way to achieve these things. So mm-hmm. we really have to kind of I find in my own personal money journey, thinking more outside of the box as well to achieve these things. Yes. Um, What are some, what are some in your coaching? um, Like, what are some tips? I want to get back to the why, because I think that's what really whole anchors you. That's that's it. That's it. The why, the why is everything. And, you know, to, to really win in finances, if you don't come from uh, money, it mm-hmm. requires a sacrifice that most people are not willing to do, really. And so, mm-hmm. because I've, I've sat in coaching meetings and, oh, you know, I really want to get out of debt and I really need to, but they will justify to the end of the day why they need that $100 cable bill or justify why they needed the Audi because they said, I needed a reliable car. So you needed the, the new Audi this year, ma'am? Um, <laughs> uh, but we, but we right. will do that, but we will do that. But the reality of it is when I was, was living with my grandma and I was broke, I said I had that job at 1175, but I, I worked about 100 hours a week. That was just my 40 hour a week job. Then I would get off and work. Then I worked somewhere else. And then I moved into a hostel so that I could live rent free. And I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I took the, I bought a bike and the trolley and I didn't buy a car and I didn't go out and I didn't do anything. It's very difficult to accumulate $40,000 and pay off everything and, and, uh, with, with a very low income. But, mm-hmm. the, but, that was, but that was an obsessive sacrifice mindset because I said, I, if I sacrifice for a short period of time, um, I don't really have to do it for very long. And so. That is biting the bullet. But, it, yeah. and, but it's the why that drives you to bite the bullet. And if, that, if your reason why isn't strong enough, then justifying a brand new Audi will do. I use this example a lot. If, 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 uh, if you need to lose some weight, all right, we come to the new year, it's new year's all oh, girl. I'm about to lose some weight and get ready. Cause I want my body ready for the summer. You start in January, you go hard by halfway through February, you probably quit because the motivation was I want to get cute for the summer. However, if you, uh, go to the doctor and the doctor says, Hey girl, you need to lose this weight or you're going to lose your life. Look how hard you'll work then. It's the same action, but it's a different motivation. And we have to find things that are that serious to us. Mm-hmm. And for me, financial freedom, like I said, isn't about money. It's about freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, now I get more excited about that. And so now I have no problem saying no to uh, these shoes or no to a, uh, somebody's vacation because the the uh, the reward for what I'm sacrificing for is much greater, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have it. It does take work to really dig. Well, what makes me happy? What mm-hmm. what what yep. feeds my soul? I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, excited because I get to do this, not I got to. Mm. Like this is my job. I do this for free every day. You know. And that's difficult. And it doesn't have to be some big entrepreneurial. Everybody doesn't need to be an entrepreneur. It could just be, I want to be a mother and I'm going to spend more time with my kids. Right. That's a, that is, that is a, 
a heart dream and a heart goal that will motivate you to say, okay, then I got to figure this out and I got to dig myself out from this debt and figure mm -hmm. out so that I can not only set myself up, but set my children up. Mm -hmm. So I'm not leaving them a mountain of debt, but rather I'm setting them up so they don't have to ask somebody for a job, resources to start whatever business they want mm -hmm. to. That's a different level of thinking though. And it takes a while, you know, but- It's a process. That's what it takes because our mind, our minds aren't motivated by surface things. We need to be attached to something mm -hmm. deep for sustained and lasting change. I like that. So. We need to be attached to yeah. something deep for long-term sustaining change. That's good because a house on the hill, that's not deep enough for me to, no. you know, make a certain sacrifice or to not go through the drive-thru and get that cup of coffee you know what I mean like some of you mm -hmm. it really that why is so true and I and I, I love that you open with that with your clients is you know what let's forget about everything else let's talk about why you're here and what do you want mm -hmm. like let's make this about you you talked about your kids like next level with finances mm -hmm. is okay now I'm out of debt or I'm in the process of getting my stuff together what are some good ways for parents to besides leading by example, which is number one, mm -hmm. but what are some ways that mm -hmm. parents can open up the the money conversation with children? You know, because I, I know for me personally, mm -hmm. um, as a black woman, uh, I we didn't have money conversations in the house. What I saw was a single mm -hmm. mom who worked mm -hmm. her job and robbed Peter to pay Paul. She did whatever she needed to keep the lights on Absolutely. and to keep food in the house. And that's the story of many folks. And mm -hmm. so, like you said, we grow up seeing these habits. We don't know no different. So then we grow up repeating mm -hmm. the same habits. And, and when we become adults, we have our own aha moment when we want to make these changes. And so I have a six-year-old, 11-year-old, mm -hmm. and a 21-year-old who's away at college. Uh, what mm -hmm. are some ways that parents, again, can have these conversations with their kids? What are some like tips? What are some oh. things you can do with your kids just to kind of introduce that money talk? Well, introducing it, um, let's say if they're young, one of the best things you can do is let them earn and manage money as soon as they can, um, as soon as they know how to add, because even if it's quarters and also give them and give them the habit of giving. So we've already done that with our kids uh, where, you know, they have a little piggy bank and we started uh, last year where they put a dollar into it and we explained that we're just giving this to our, our Johnson family giving fund. And we had that conversation with them. But the idea is this, it's a lot of times we say, look, we ain't giving, I'm not going to pay my child for something for doing chores they should be doing. Fine. It doesn't have to be, but you do need to find something that they can earn money for. And it doesn't matter how much, but if you can say, all right, uh, you earn $10 today and then you start an envelope system with them. You do, here's a $10 bill in one envelope. Seven of it is for spending. A dollar is for giving away in this envelope. And then over here, we're going to save $2. So every, so they start getting money and immediately knowing part of it's to give away and part of it's to save. That mm -hmm. starts that, that's, it plants the seed early. And then also with the money they're acquiring though, especially as they get older, let them buy things with it. Yes, if we do have McDonald's money, if you if you want to buy it, they're going to mm -hmm. rethink everything. Now, yeah, that video game is all yours if you want to save up and get it. Um, and also, do not let them see a family that has normalized living on borrowed money. Um, you're, I mean, we all do it. I did too. But now that I'm at this point, like I do not want my my children to to see consumer debt as a normal way of living. 
Like I'm gonna give borrow me an example of what you mean. Like because well, a lot of times cards. kids don't know credit you're cards. borrowing. You know they don't know what you're doing. Right. They don't I, they don't really know the ins ins and outs of you know how we okay, get the well, money or how we're spending it. Very true. Um, but at least it could come up in conversation. I've seen a couple commercials with Kevin Hart and mm -hmm. with Sam Jackson talking to okay. our community about what's in your wallet and credit card. That's that is that is not mm. a blessing to our community. That is not. And you can have those conversations early. We don't we don't need. And if you want to take it biblical, the borrower is slave to the lender. There's a lot of biblical texts we can get into. But borrowing money doesn't make you a slave to whoever you borrow the money for. You have to pay them back and you got to pay them back interest. Pay interest. Does that make sense to mm -hmm. to. So so if I, so you can just have, hey, uh, you can borrow. Tell your kid, you can borrow this ten dollars from me, but you're going to have to pay me back twelve. Is that mm -hmm. a, do you want it? However you want to. You know what I'm saying? But those conversations I got you. are great. Um, I like that envelope system. So would that be three envelopes, a spending envelope, a giving envelope, and a saving envelope? Yes, ma'am. And you can add like another it. one for any other things, but those are three I like because I mm -hmm. feel I feel like that habit of giving should be started early and saving so they know, oh, no, I'm, you know, <laughs> we don't know about saving. And then it eventually becomes tax comes out and all these things, but at least they'll know what you get isn't always what you go home with. But we're building for the future, too. So that $2 savings is going to turn to four and turn to five and mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. It's all about those healthy habits early on. You know? It's just planting seeds, mm -hmm. planting seeds. But as they get older, and I'm not going to go long on this, but as they get older, help them dream build instead of job build, if that makes sense. Like we, we have told our kids, get good grades in high school so you can go to a good college and get a good job and make a lot of money. And that's where the dream stops. Nobody really says what to do once you have the money, how to manage it, how do you mm -hmm. multiply it? How do you change your family tree? It's just get a good job and make a lot of money. And those conversations, but you know, what can you do with that money? We talk so much about community change and why how marching. You can buy your community. You can put people in positions. You can employ people. You can you can do a lot when you're financially secure, and when mm -hmm. you can multiply that amongst your community and become a teacher in it mm -hmm. and an example. Mm -hmm. It's so much bigger than you, you know. Absolutely. And and, and you money thing trickles down into your family, trickles down into the community, and overall makes us stronger as a community mm -hmm. um you know it mm -hmm. provides more resources and options and it really just starts with you to those listening to this interview it starts with you like the the generational curse that may be poverty in your family you can be the one to change that what are some basic uh tips for someone just to start organizing their money what are a couple of things they could do to start today um, they're in debt, they're living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm ready to make a change. All right. First, scare yourself a little bit and look up your credit history. Look, pull it up, take a look at it and see what it is. Also figure out what your net worth is. If you're in high debt, it's probably in the negatives, but it's a good number to know. Mm -hmm. Your net worth is going to be all of your assets, savings, cash, vehicles that are paid off, equity in the home, everything that is an asset minus every liability every debt, every, uh, you know, anything you owe on basically. Okay. So that will be your net worth, but it's good to know it because you want to get that to the positives. Once you know that you say, okay, if I have debt, you need a budget. 
because a budget is basically like any company has a budget saying, okay, this is how much we're making, this is how much we're going out, this is our expenses, and uh, this is how much our payroll is going to be. You need to do that for your life. So one side of a paper, how much is my expense, how much do I have coming in for the month? Mm -hmm. Write it down, okay? It could be two grand, three grand, four grand, $10, whatever it is, put it on the left side of the page. On the right side, all of your expenses, uh, recurring expenses, debt expenses, but also things that come up like, I don't know, uh, socks. You just give yourself a miscellaneous fund, your food fund. If you need to go back over three months of your, of your, your uh, checking statements, see, okay, what am I average spending eating out? And then you start to cut. So you look now, you got all your income on one side, all your expenses on the other. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you have more coming in than you have going out. Whatever that difference is, cha-ching, you have some money to save, invest, or put towards your debt. However, if you have more going out than you have coming in, you got a problem. So you got to start cutting because that literally means you are digging yourself in a hole every month because you cannot make less than you have going out. Um, so that's first. Understand where your money is. Look at it. Look, you know, get out of that fear mindset. Say, I'm taking control today. I'm no longer wondering where my money went. I'm going to start telling it where to go starting Monday, right? So mm -hmm. you do that. And then you say, okay, if I have some debt, list it. Um, you can list it like the snowball effect is called, where you list your smallest balance to your largest and start paying them off quick. You pay that, that difference that we said you have left over at the end of the month. Put that on that smallest payment along with the minimum payment. So now you're adding a little bit to it. And now once that debt's paid off, you take that minimum payment and the extra you're paying and put it all now on your next debt. And you keep doing it all the way. So by the time you get to that last one, you're probably putting hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a debt that you used to pay $50 a month for. So you knock it out in no time. Um, and that's called the snowball effect. You can also do an avalanche effect, which organizes by interest rate. Uh, you can look that up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I, yeah. I, I love it. I, 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 you just have such a wealth of knowledge and, and folks need to reach out to you because I know you're on Instagram at BSJ yes. Coaching. And you have, it's just such a wealth of knowledge. I remember speaking to you a couple of years ago when I was talking about my debt and getting out mm -hmm. of debt and, and some of these exact same things just shared with me then. So I love your consistency. I love your passion yeah, behind yeah. educating <laughs> people. And I know that comes from your own going through it yourself. The best teachers are the folks that actually went through it themselves. Yes, um, yes, yes. I, I got another I love before we wrap up if money were no obstacle and this is it may not be a quote of yours but it's on your Instagram page if money were no obstacle what would you do with your life how would you spend your time these are the questions that we deserve to ask ourselves it's not about just working a job paying bills and dying you know we get one life to live and like you said, take control, quit being afraid. I know for me, I was scared to look at my money. It was almost like out of sight, out of mind. You know, nothing's hurting me too bad. So let me just keep enjoying these things. But then I don't have any money in the bank. So then that's nagging me in my subconscious that I really don't have my But, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm still living and it's still cool and I'm still able to do stuff. And, you know, I'm still buying fear of just, it was a fear of opening up the Susie fear of having the conversation with the Brandon because mm -hmm. it was I was going to have to face my ugly truth but in facing the mm -hmm. other ugly truth is what allows you to get to the freedom that's what allows you to get to the yes. freedom by facing the ugly truth 
what final what final words do you have for my audience? And go ahead and let us know, you know, where else we can find you and, and what you got going on, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, so blessing to get to speak with everybody. Um <laughs> yeah, BS coaching is 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 uh, my Instagram. I post videos on there. You can reach me on there. Today I, I just got to kind of speak about some of the psychology and heart of money. But if anybody wants to get to the nuts and bolts of it and really schedule a sit down uh, or zoom. You can reach me on there. My website is also the same, bsjcoaching.com. Um, I got, I'll, I'll be doing a, a guest speaking gig at the uh, Ra Ma Institute for Applied Yogic Science and Technology. They're doing a thing on uh, business experience, pressure versus time, a success self-philosophy business accelerator. And that's on September 3rd, but I don't really know a lot of details. You guys can follow me if you like, if, if, if this will be out by then. And uh, <laughs> If we can get the details, Instagram at B yeah, BSJ Coaching. Thank you so much, Brandon, for your time, your knowledge, your excitement. You got me excited. I can't wait to implement the envelope system with my girls. Um, just those simple things, those simple habits can really yes. change things long term. Thanks so much for rising up with Jazz. Thank you, family, uh, for listening to another episode. Please make sure you share this with your friends so they can get their money game right. Um, <laughs> Brandon, and um, yes, yes. we will we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.